Welcome to the Faith for My Generation podcast, where our vision is to shake and shape a generation with the power of God's Word. We're on one mission, to raise up a generation of powerful believers through the relevant teaching of God's Word. I'm so thankful that you're here today. I'm your host, AJ. Let's get into the episode. Good morning. This is your wake-up call. Wake-up call 041. Don't give up. Wake up call 041. Don't give up. Hey, welcome to the Faith for My Generation podcast. I'm thankful that you're listening, watching, wherever you're hearing this message. I pray that it's encouraging you. In fact, I know that it is because we're going to go straight to the Word of God and we're going to do our absolute best to see what God's Word has to say to us. And today I want us to cover a topic. Don't give up. Don't quit. Persevere. Push through. Go for the prize. And I want to go to Galatians chapter 6, starting at verse 7, and read a couple verses. Galatians chapter 6, verse 7. This first verse is a hallmark verse of my father. Uh, It is the motto of his life. It's the core scripture of his life. And I've heard this verse rehearsed, I don't know, 10,000 times, and it's become a key verse to my life. And I want us to read a couple verses here and see what the Lord's speaking to us through His Word. Galatians chapter 6, verse 7, 8 and 9. Verse 7, Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that will he also reap. For he who sows to his flesh will reap of the flesh corruption, But he who sows to the Spirit of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, reap everlasting life. Verse 9. This is our key verse. And let us not grow weary while doing good. For in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Verse 7, as I mentioned, is is a key verse of my father's life and a verse that I've heard thousands upon thousands of times. But verse 9 in conjunction to verse 7 and 8, is where I want us to put our focus. I want to read this out of the New Living Translation as well. I had to borrow my wife's Bible here. Galatians 6, 7, 8, 9 says this, Don't be misled. You cannot mock the justice of God. You will always harvest what you plant. Those who live only to satisfy their own sinful nature will harvest decay and death from that sinful nature. But those who live to please the Spirit will harvest everlasting life from the Spirit. Verse 9, So let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. And I want to encourage you today, don't give up. Don't quit. I was actually uh, on a stream a few days. Well, it was just... uh, Yesterday, yesterday, I believe. I can't remember at this point. <laughs> but I was teaching on a stream from the book of Galatians. And as if you, uh, of course, you can check out on the podcast, YouTube channel as well. I'm putting up those streams and teaching through a couple books of the Bible and beginning with Galatians, starting chapter three and working our way through it. When I got to this point, I realized something. I said, you know what? I may not be great at a lot of things. In fact, there's a few things that I'm pretty good at, uh, not to boast. Not to be prideful, because it's as Paul said, it's silly anyway. 
But there are a few things I can do pretty well. But there's one thing I'm really good at, by the grace of God. I don't quit. I don't quit. It's something I've learned. I'll give honor to my father. I've learned it from him. Uh, he taught me, you know, you work until the job's done, not when the clock says five or whenever the shift is over. If you're doing something, oh, it's time to go. No, nah, you work till the job's done. You keep hammering at something. Maybe you run out of time in the day, you come back the next day and you keep hammering at it. And that's something I've learned that will get you really far in life and in the things of God. You have to persevere. Faith requires perseverance. Faith requires you to stick to it. Because we see here in verse 7, the first command is don't be deceived, which obviously means you can be deceived. There is a potential, a possibility, an open door of being deceived. If the Bible point blank says, don't be deceived, that means there is an opportunity to be deceived. And what is the particular deception that the Bible is warning us to not fall prey to? That God will not be mocked. Whatever you sow, that's what you're going to reap. Now, this is not like needle and thread sewing, sewing up clothes or a patch and a pair of pants. Yeah, I'm going to sew a patch in or something like that or sew a dress or whatever. We probably don't do a whole lot of that nowadays. Though, when I was younger, uh, going through this uh, boys program called Royal Rangers, I earned my bachelor's merit, and I did some sewing to earn that merit. So I know what I'm talking about here when I talk about threading a needle. But that's not what we're talking about here with sowing and reaping. We're talking about planting and getting a harvest. Planting seed, just like you have a backyard garden. Maybe you have a backyard garden. Maybe you've planted flowers, have a flower garden, maybe... You and your parents growing up, or, you're, or like me, my grandfather, I remember every spring going out to this plot of land that my grandfather owned and managed, or not managed, but owned and, and, and grew crops on and had a, small, had a good-sized garden. I say small, but it's probably the largest backyard garden I've ever seen. And he'd till up that dirt. He'd clear the brush every year, sometimes burn it away, cut it away, sling blade it away, till it up. Just keep working that soil over and over and over. Get all the rocks out, roots. Amazing. Every year he'd find more rocks. And I kept thinking, man, does this dirt grow rocks or something? And, you know, you keep tilling it up, you find more rocks. You'd think at some point they'd all be gone, but you keep finding rocks and roots and work that soil, get it ready. And then he'd go plant seeds, plant small little, very tender plants. And then he'd water those plants. And he'd spend the good part of spring planting and watering. And without fail, every summer, all through summer into early fall, he'd have vegetables, tomatoes, cucumbers, okra, green beans, sometimes watermelon, just depending on what he was growing. And just as true as it was for him in that garden, it's as true for you and me. Whatever you plant, that's what you're going to harvest. I had a, I don't know, I guess you could call it revelation. I had just my eyes popped open in my heart. The eyes of my heart just opened up. Like Ephesians chapter 1 tells us, that the spirit of wisdom and revelation will give us the eyes of understanding. And I realized something. Today, I created today, yesterday. 
Yeah, you created the today, right now, as you're listening to the, this wake-up call. This day, you created this day yesterday. You might say, well, AJ, how's that so? What do you mean by that? Help me understand what you're saying. The things that you thought and took action on, the words that you said and expressed and communicated to people, and the actions, the things you did yesterday formed, fashioned, and created today. Because whatever a person sows, that's what you're going to reap. So maybe today is not that great of a day. Well, good news. You're creating tomorrow today. So make sure you're planting good seeds today so that tomorrow will be better. Pastor Lester Sumrall, blessed memory. He's in heaven now. I remember him saying one time, if you don't like today, he was a very gruff, straight, to the point kind of man. You don't like today? Don't worry. It'll be over in a few hours. You can start over again. <laughs> There's a lot of truth in that because whatever you sow is what you're going to reap. Verse 8 shows us two general broad categories. As people, as children of God, there's two areas that we can sow to, wrongly to the flesh. Now, this isn't just like your body flesh. This isn't like going and working out, pumping some iron, eating healthy. Or, you know, I ate too much ice cream last night because I wanted another bowl, so I got the second bowl against my own judgment. Though those things are important and necessary and we have to keep them in control, when we see flesh in the Scripture, we're talking about that spirit of the flesh, the nature, the sin nature of the flesh. See, the flesh is at war with the spirit, always has been and always will be. But it's your responsibility, it's my responsibility to choose not to feed the spirit of that flesh, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the mind, the pride of life. First John 2 shows us three categories that all sin fall into. It's our job not to feed that spirit. I don't know who to give a, a, a tribute um, this to, but I've heard the story, maybe you've heard it before, you know, apparently it's like a... An, in, an old Native American Indian parable about two wolves. And every man within them has two wolves. Within, within every person is two wolves, one good, one evil. And whichever one you feed the most is the one that will control you. That's obviously a Native American type parable. But where does that truth, and it's pretty true, because where are they getting that truth from? <laughs> the Bible, Scripture. It may have been adopted or twisted a little bit, but at the root of it, there's a lot of truth there. You have a choice. Are you going to sow, feed, plant seeds to the flesh and reap death and destruction? Or are you going to plant seeds and sow to the Spirit and reap life everlasting? Because if you just go one chapter before here in Galatians chapter 5, you see this comparison again. In fact, between chapters 5 and 6 of Galatians, we see the dichotomy between flesh and spirit 10 times. In two chapters, 10 times. And broadly, verse 16 to verse 26, we see the works of the flesh, and it lists out the works of the flesh, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, so on and so forth. 17 different broad categories of sin, works of the flesh. Then we get to the fruit of the Spirit, which is a work of the Spirit in us. Love, joy, patience, peace, 
long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. And we have to make a choice. What are we going to sow to? Now, here we get to verse 9. Let us not grow weary while doing good. For in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. It's this simple. It's this plain. You're going to have a harvest. And your harvest will be a good one. As you're sowing good, let us not grow weary while doing good, if you refuse to faint. You know, you can go back to that garden illustration. You can plant a garden one year, in one spring, and you'll have some vegetables and whatever you plant come summertime. But you won't have a thing in the world to harvest the next year unless you plant again in the springtime. Same way with our life. It's one thing to serve God today. It's another to be faithful and serve God your whole life. And I'm going to tell you something. There is a supernatural power. It's like a snowball effect. You serve God today. You serve God tomorrow. A week, a month. Months turn into years, years into decades. And you develop a spiritual strength and fortitude and discipline. And it's like the blessings of God just exponentially multiply in your life. The peace of God, the joy of God, the provision of God. Relationship and your strength of your relationship with God. Your walk with Christ just gets stronger and stronger day after day, week after week, month, year, decade after decade. But that's only if you refuse to quit. Because there's a deception, not only in the fact that some people think, well, they can do whatever and then still get a good harvest. That's a deception. But there's also deception that you can do something today and it will last you forever. This journey, well, that word in itself explains exactly what it is. Faith is a journey. Faith is a pilgrimage. You go to Hebrews chapter 11 and it talks about Abraham who was searching for a city whose builder and maker is God. He's just a pilgrim. You and I are pilgrims. We're just passing through. We're sojourning. 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 17. We're sojourning through this life so we walk in the fear of the Lord knowing that God judges everything that we do. He's watching. 2 Chronicles chapter 16 verse 9 tells us that the eyes of the Lord are looking all over the earth for people whose hearts are turned towards Him. How will He see your heart turned toward Him when you're doing good? But don't give up. Don't grow weary in doing good. Don't lose heart. Don't faint. See, there's a potential, there's a possibility that you may faint, that you may give up. Now, how could that happen? If you begin to believe the lies of the enemy, oh, I can't believe you're still going to church. I can't believe you're still reading your Bible. Are you kidding me? You just prayed yesterday. You're going to pray again today? I don't know why you talked to that person about Jesus. You know they haven't listened to you yet. You think they're going to listen to you now? There are so many lies and so many deceptions that Satan wants to sow into your mind and get down into your heart 
and let those deceptions root themselves in your heart and produce a harvest of quitting, of fainting, of weariness so that you'll give up. You know, here's the thing. I, I make examples like this often, but if I were Satan and I couldn't get you not to believe in God, the next thing I would try to do is to get you to be very inactive and passive about believing in God. Maybe I can't get you off the fact that you believe in Jesus as your Lord and Savior, but I'm going to try real hard to make sure you never do anything with your faith. I mean, let's be honest. You know, if, if I can't get you to quit believing in Jesus, uh, hopefully the next thing I can do, the next best thing I could do if I were Satan is to get you to be so bound up and weary and losing heart that you won't ever do anything with what you believe. Because at the end of the day, if you don't do anything with what you believe, you won't have a harvest. You can have 10,000 pounds of seed, but it won't do you a bit of good until you put that seed in the dirt and water it. And you could have all knowledge of the entire Bible, but if you don't obey it, it won't matter. You know, Jesus said that in Matthew chapter 7, didn't he? In fact, I'm going to read it. I'm going to read it. After all, this is a Bible podcast. <laughs> Matthew chapter 7, verse 24. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, you got to hear, but it's not enough to hear. You have to hear and do. I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain descended, the floods came, the winds blew and beat on that house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears the sayings of mine and does not do them, hear, but doesn't do them, has the seed, but doesn't plant it, is like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. Rain descended, floods came, winds blew, beat on that house, and it fell, and great was the fall." Two houses, same storm, same wind, same rain, same flood, two different foundations. The foundation of sand is the person who hears and does nothing with it. But the foundation of rock is the person who hears and does what the Word says. And in your doing, the Word of God, God is saying to you right now in Galatians 6, 9, in your doing, don't give up. Don't fall for the lie. Don't be deceived. In your doing good, in your faithful obedience, in you living faithful to God, don't quit. Whatever you do, do not quit. Don't give up. Keep pushing. Keep pushing ahead. Keep persevering. Keep going forward. Whatever you do, don't quit. Do not quit. Don't give up. 1 Corinthians 5, excuse me, 1 Corinthians 15, verse 57. You've probably heard this before. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. We have blood bought, blood purchased victory in Christ Jesus. Okay, so what do we do with that? Verse 58. I love verse 57. But verse 58, I love even more. I guess you might say that. I mean, how do you love the Word of God more or less? But 
I guess I repeat 58 even more to myself. I know that I have the victory in Christ. So what do I do with that victory? Verse 58, therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Because you have the victory, be steadfast. Do not move. Be immovable. Refuse to be swayed or pushed away from truth. And then push forward, always abounding, in the work of the Lord, knowing that whatever you do for the kingdom, it will not be in vain. Man, that's encouraging. And I te- I'm serious. I'm, a, I'm not exaggerating. I'm not, you know, just... Uh, evangelistically speaking, (laughs) as some people might say. Uh, I'm not stretching the truth. I'm not telling one of those stories where, you know, someone catches a fish that's, I'm holding my hands apart for y'all that are just listening, 12 inches apart. I caught a fish and each time it gets bigger, right? Goes from 12 inches to 16 to 18. And next thing you know, they didn't catch a fish. They caught a whale. I'm not speaking like that. (laughs) I'm shooting straight with you. I I rehearse that to myself every day. Lord, I thank you that what I'm doing for the kingdom of God is not in vain. Now, what does that mean? We don't usually use that word vain that much nowadays. What I'm doing matters. What you do in obedience to the word of God matters. It makes a difference. It's producing a harvest. And in due time, you're going to see that harvest if you refuse to quit. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 3 gives us an example Jesus, he didn't quit. Look at this, verse 3. For consider him, Jesus, who endured such hostility from sinners against himself, lest you become weary and discouraged in your souls. Verse 4. You have not resisted to bloodshed, striving against sin. Verses 1 and 2 tells us about the hall, the uh, hall of fame of faith we see in Hebrews 11. This great cloud of witnesses tells us to run and persevere. Verse 2 tells us to look to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who endured the shame of the cross and now is seated at the right hand of God. And then verse 3 reminds us that he encountered and he suffered extreme persecution to the point of death. He was extremely persecuted. Sinners were extremely hostile and violent toward our Lord and Savior. And he didn't quit. And then it tells us, think about Jesus. When you want to quit, here's a point of advice I'm going to give you right now, straight from the Word of God. This is straight from the Word. When you want to quit, think about Jesus. Did Jesus quit? Did Jesus grow faint? Did Jesus grow weary in doing well? No, Jesus didn't quit. Jesus pushed through. He pushed through the shame. He endured the persecution. He went through the death of the cross, full and complete obedience, and he received a reward for that. He's seated at the right hand of the Father. And just like Jesus, you and I, we're not going to quit. We're going to persevere. We're going to push through. We refuse to quit. Because the Bible tells us, you may resist sin, but you've not resisted to death and bloodshed like Christ has. So keep pushing, keep going forward, keep on planting, keep on sowing, knowing this, your harvest of righteousness, blessing, health and strength, peace and joy 
is sure if you don't quit. Hey, I'm so thankful for you that you joined this wake-up call. If you would, share this with someone that you think would be blessed by it. Send them a text message, send, copy the link from the podcast, text it to somebody. If you're watching via Instagram, Facebook, share it. YouTube channel, subscribe, like, comment. Help me get the word out. And remember this, you keep sowing, you'll reap a harvest of righteousness. Whatever you do, don't quit because we are the faithful. I'll see you next time. Thanks so much for joining me for this episode of the Faith for My Generation podcast. Remember, every Monday I've got a brand new wake-up call for you. And every Thursday, I've got a brand new episode right here on Faith for My Generation podcast. And remember, we are the faithful.